Welcome to Effortless Swimming, the podcast for swimmers, triathletes, and coaches. Join Australian swim coach Brenton Ford as he reveals the latest techniques and information to improve your swimming. Let's dive right in. Welcome to another Effortless Swimming podcast. Today's guest is a friend of mine who lives up in the northern beaches in Sydney, uh, Paul Bailey, who's a master swimmer. And uh, I've gotten to know Paul over the last couple of years um, as I've run into him at a couple of swim meets and we've sort of kept in touch uh, from there. And, and the reason I wanted to get uh, Paul on today is because it's, uh, it's been really interesting to see uh, how, how much he's improved over the last couple of years with uh, consistent training and continual focus on uh, technique and skills and uh, someone who's got a really big big goal in sight. So uh, that's why I wanted to get you on today, Paul. So welcome to the podcast. My pleasure, Brandon. It's, um, so we've, um, we ran into each other um, probably about uh, 18 months ago, I think, at a, um, at a national master's meet. And um, we sort of said hello, and, um, and then we kind of got talking about um, where, you've, where you've come from and, and where you're at at the moment with your... Um, with your training and fitness and all that sort of stuff. So, um, for the for those that are listening, if you could give them a bit of a, a backstory as to um, where you started a couple of years ago and, and where you're at now, because I think it's uh, really interesting as to what you can do with consistent training and hard work. Mate, um, during the 1980s and from the 1980s, I had an uncle who had a fairly has had a fairly major impact on me, and I lived in Newcastle, but. He uh, was a policeman in Sydney and he swam with Ringer Masters. Anyway, come 2007, I was looking to make some changes in my life and just that impact that this particular uncle had on me uh, as a swimmer, I decided that I was going to take up swimming for the first time since I was in year six in 1978. So you you spent a long time out of the pool. Yeah, a long time out of the pool. Um, as far as squads and competitive swimming, I, I've been a member of uh, some local surf clubs since about 2000 or the early 2000s, and I'd just be a casual lap swimmer. And I'd just duck down and do a K and you know, not really time myself or have any particular structure. I'd probably just knock out a K in a day in about 20 minutes, but that was about it for a long time. And then, and then you started to uh, to get into to masters swimming a couple of years ago, and yeah, um, if you can explain for the um, for the listeners, so um, maybe what like where where you're at in terms of your your times, and yeah. um, and in terms of your um, you know, your fitness, and and where have you gone to now in the last uh, couple of months? In two thousand and seven, I find for myself. A 400 metre freestyle is a pretty good benchmark for improvement for me because if uh, they're the ones that yeah, I, I gauge my form off or my fitness off. Yep. yep. Um, th- in my early, early 400 metre swims, I was swimming around the 7 minute 30 mark. Um, at the nationals that you spoke about where we met, I think I swam a 7.06. Uh, so that's about 18 months ago. Uh, sometime afterwards, I broke the seven-minute barrier. Um, but in the last 12 months, I've brought it down from around 7.06, I think it is, to 
uh, in August, I did the last 400 metre swim and I brought it down to 6 minutes 15. So in the last year and a half or so, certainly not nearly a minute off my time over 400 metres. Yeah, and that's that's a huge improvement, and um, uh, like that's the I think that's really where consistency comes in with training. So, um, have you? I mean, that's a huge jump from seven. Well, say let's say seven, um, sixteen in uh, yeah. two thousand twelve, and, and now down to six fifteen. So, um, especially like the last couple of months, it seems like your times have really dropped. So, what's been the biggest difference? So, let's say a year, two years ago to this year? Has it has it just all started to come together for you? Like, is the hard work just, is it really starting to pay dividends now? Or, um, you know, where's it, what's it come from? That's an interesting, that's, that is actually an interesting question. It's, it's a combination of a lot of things coming together, I think. Um, I've been working a lot for the last couple of years and getting bits of information here and there, like you're familiar that I've uh, watched your effortless swimming stuff and attended one of your courses. And it's just been a gradual knowledge build up to the extent that I probably came to a bit of a crescendo about four or five months ago and um, I started to understand how the stroke's supposed to be a lot, a lot better. There were some fundamental flaws I had in the technique that I wasn't aware of. And um, now I know what I was doing wrong, and I'm just gradually trying to correct the, the errors I've had in the, in the, in the stroke mechanics. That yeah, that that's awesome. I mean, it takes, um, and I know that from just just coaching as well. Like it's a, you never stop learning, and you've just got to, you know, you're continually learning new things or understanding different parts about the stroke and. Um, and then something will click, and especially if you get um, feedback with your own stroke. And I know you get um, regular one-on-ones with uh, really, really good Aussies from a, uh, Mitch Patterson, and uh, you know, so you're always there with constant feedback and coaching, um, just to understand your own stroke. And I think that's that's really important for for someone who wants to get better, is rather than just relying on their um, their own, you know, hoping to understand. Um, their stroke just by sort of figuring it out. Having someone else point things out can, can really make a big difference. Yeah, definitely. And finding someone that's really good at identifying any technical improvements you can make, but finding someone that's really good at relaying how to make those changes, I found it was really crucial with Mitch, and he's very good at that. Yeah, so you find that you, you sort of click with um, with Mitch and, and you, you get his way of explaining things? He's a, he's a very, very nice bloke and he has definitely got a gift for, uh, for swim coaching. Yeah, that, that's fantastic. And um, I, I know that, I mean, with all this training you've been putting in, you've um, also dropped a lot of weight, eating healthier and just generally living a healthier lifestyle. So what, um, what sort of changes have you made to your diet in the last couple of years? Um. And I cut out alcohol in 2009. I uh, had an experience there that I'll just share that a lot of my close personal friends are aware of. I actually spent 10 days in a a detox unit a while. I um, had been uh, drinking too much, and after my father passed away, I actually got addicted to uh, Xanax and anti anxiety medication. And... um, 
after spending 10 days in there, and I'm fortunate enough to say it's nearly six years and I haven't touched any alcohol since then. And I also decided that, because I was 146 kilos when I walked out of that place, um, I decided I was going to make a fairly dramatic lifestyle change. And for the last 18 months, on and off, I've been, when I need to, I've been seeing a nutritionist. And my diets, I eat fairly clean these days. And you'd say I've probably got a fairly high protein, low carb diet. But, um, I've been able to manage to go drop from 146 kgs down to um, 110 kgs at the moment. That's a that's a massive, uh, you know, massive massive drop in weight, like 30, 36 kilos. And and what I, I think is good also is you know it's a, it's, a, it's a gradual thing. It's not like you've dropped that in six months. It's um, you know it's it, it's not a crash diet. It's just keeping a healthier lifestyle. So you must be feeling a million bucks compared to um, what you're like a couple of years ago. I didn't expect to. Uh, I didn't expect to be running around as in going for uh, reasonably long runs. Uh, oh, maybe ever again. I couldn't imagine myself doing it eight years ago or whatever. But uh, mate, I now actually enjoy uh, going for long runs. There's a few. Yeah, there's a bit of other stuff I do apart from just swimming. I tore three, I got three complete full tech, uh, thickness pairs of some rotator cup tendons when I was down at, uh, in Geelong for the Australian Masters Games last year. So physio and weight training has been pretty important with me too. Yeah, so you're in the gym quite a bit. Do you yeah. think that's, um, that's contributed to your uh, improvement in times? I... Mate, I wouldn't rule it out. I'd, I'd have to say it has because I, I know I've got stronger in the last 12 months. Yeah, definitely. I think, um, and that's another thing is, um, I mean, the guys that the guys that I coach at PowerPoints, um, the ones that just who start doing gym, they're, um, generally their speed improves with it uh, because, I mean, strength, especially for adults, anyone over, you know, early 20s, strength, um, you can get away with, a bit of a lack of fitness if you've still got the strength there. So it's um, really important for adult swimmers, I think, just to um, – because you can get a certain amount of strength from training in the pool, but to take it to the next level, you've really got to get uh, in the gym or, or just doing stuff outside the pool uh, and more weight-bearing exercises. Yeah, I find too that my shoulders still feel pretty sore after I've had a session with the squat I swim with in the morning. And I work from home, so I'm lucky enough that – I can duck off in the middle of the day and and just do a gym session, but I find those gym sessions are really good for working the soreness out of the shoulders. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's um, that's really good because I mean, with swimming, you're not working you're not working all of your your muscles. You're working some a lot more than the others, so it really helps to sort of balance them out um, by working the opposing muscles to what you're using in swimming. So. That's um, yeah, that's fantastic. And uh, another thing I, I want to ask you, and I, I like asking people when they uh, sort of get back into swimming, is is why have you chosen swimming as the sport to that you're undertaking? You, what why swimming in particular? Um, part of it's probably the area I live in. I'm um, I live on the northern beaches in Sydney. I'm Actually, just across the road from the lake and the beach is probably only uh, less than a kilometre away. 
So I guess to a certain extent it's a lifestyle thing. At the time when I was looking to take up a sport too, I was way too heavy to probably do uh, participate in any other sport. So yeah, looking back, I guess uh, I guess weight was a big factor with me. Mm. That and the fact when I was a young fella, I really when I was at you know in primary school when I last um, swam with squads, I really did enjoy swimming. It was one of the, the the sports that I enjoyed the most when I was younger. And for those that, um, that don't know where what the northern beaches in Sydney are like, it's this uh, dreadful place in New South Wales that <laughs> it's near the beach, uh, it's near the city, and uh, there's pretty good weather to match it. So <laughs> um, it's uh, that's it's such a great place to be able to um, to train and swim with you know the beaches there, some really nice pools. Um, and some pretty good weather all year round, so it's um, it's the perfect place to uh, to be swimming, I think. And down here in Melbourne, we're very jealous. We, I had Chloe McCardle on the podcast last week, and we were just talking about the the bay here, which can get under under ten degrees, which which isn't much fun. So um, you guys have it have it pretty good, and and that's why I'm coming up there, uh, I think it's uh, January February for a four day. Uh, swim swim trip up in the northern beaches there, up your neck of the woods. So you've given me some recommendations for uh, a couple of swims and a couple of beaches there. So really looking forward to experiencing what it's like to uh, live a week in the life of Paul Bailey. <laughs> Don't get too into it. <laughs> That's uh, a great great part of the um, the world up there, especially for swimming. What are the what are some of the um, the your favourite swims up up that way. Mate, I'm a I'm a member down at Manly Surf Club, um, so I spend a bit of time there. There, but Manly uh, Manly's at the southern end of the beach uh, on a point, but around from the point there's a bay called Cabbage Tree Bay, which goes across to a beach called Shelley Beach, and it's fairly calm when you're around the point. It's probably about a 750 metre swim across the Shelley Beach. And it's actually a marine reserve, and you swim over big rock shells, and you'll see big blue grayper, and um, thousands and thousands of like tropical fish. Um, and normally the water's really, really clear. So there's been a couple of dolphin encounters too there the last couple of years. So it made it's a pretty magic part of the world where you'll be swimming there. There's a group called the Bolton Beautiful, actually, that swim there at 7 o'clock every morning, and they, they get 100 or more that swim there every day from 7 to, I think, to about 7.30 when they, they get back at Manly Beach again. Oh, and that's every day. Mate, they go every day, 365 days a year. <laughs> Oh, how good is that? I mean, it's. I was um, I was up in Sydney last year just for a couple of days, and so I went down to the uh, Bondi Icebergs pool just for a swim. And it, the water was still a little bit fresh, but tell you what, it's just one of the best ways to start the day um, over there. Is just a, a swim in the the ocean or the, the icebergs there at, at Bondi, which is like a, an enclosed pool which is sort of fed from the ocean. And uh, yeah, it's, it was just so nice there and. Just you know, you're refreshed. You're feeling good. You've done your exercise and uh, ready to start the day. So it's it's a really good lifestyle up there in the northern beaches. Mate, I find mentally it's uh, it's really good to get out and have a swim in the ocean pools. I actually I was actually having a swim about 15 minutes before we started our chat. Just trying to rub it in now, are you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's beautiful. I mean, we had. Um, 
the water's still still too cold here really to um to be doing any um long distances in the water but i mean we had a, a really nice day we're just coming into summer and we had a really nice day last week and I'll tell you what, everyone's attitude changes uh everyone's happy and smiling and uh, and loving life when the weather's good so um if you're in a beautiful place like the northern beaches and um you can you know you, you can have that kind of lifestyle it's um it's it is it's fantastic mentally and i think um you know that's that's why uh, everyone loves summer so much is just the uh the weather and, and that lifestyle um boy it, it can make a big difference too right so that's um that's that's awesome and um just one last thing we'll cover is what um what's your sort of um, you don't you don't have to share this um, with me and the listeners. That, you know, if it's something you want to sort of catch yourself, but do you have like a, a big sort of goal in mind that you're training towards, where um, that you sort of chose you know, when you first started? Um, no, I think I just as I'm going along now, getting a bit better understanding of my swimming. I think. I just reevaluate the goals uh, when I sort of, I guess, the use of a better word, reach a new level. So now that I've got the 615, uh, it's over 400 metres. Um, I want to say the next goal will be to break six minutes. And then once I do that, I'll reevaluate it from there and just keep going until uh, I can't get it, can't, can't keep improving, I guess. But I also, I find butterflies really challenging as a stroke too and seeing as Mitch that I train with um, on a Sunday morning, seeing as he's such a good national level open butterfly, uh, I'm spending a lot of time working at improving the butterfly with Mitch. Mm. And what challenge for me is doing uh, the longer distance butterfly events like the 200. And I have set myself a reasonably hard challenge for the pan packs in November next month. The first four events on the program are all 400s, and I did a lot of them back to back. <laughs> That's going to be uh, a big day. <laughs> That's going to be a very big day, mate. I think the 200 butterflies on that day as well. Awesome. <laughs> so I'm starting off with a 400 butterfly, out of the water into a 400 IM, then a 400 back, and then a 400 breast. Maybe a rest for a couple of hours and then a uh, 200 butterfly. Oh my god, that's unreal! That'll be, uh, mate. You will event your dinner that night, that's for sure. <laughs> I won't be putting any pressure on myself time-wise in any of those those events, Brenton. No, just get it, you know, get it done, stay relaxed, and uh, look forward to the next event. I um. I love the uh, the approach of just you know set your goals a little bit ahead of where you are, and then work towards it, hit that goal, and then reevaluate. I think yeah. uh, that's, you know, rather than having a, uh, a goal which could be five years off, um, which can be a bit daunting and you, you know, sometimes may not motivate you as much as something that's just within your grasp, um, I really like that, yeah, shorter-term goal and, you know, train for that and then reevaluate. That's, that's a great way to go about it. It suits me. Yeah, and... Um, and you know what works for you is um, is the best way to go. So that's um, that that's fantastic. Well, Paul, thanks for joining me on the podcast and um, and sharing where you've come from and where you are now. Because uh, I know a lot of people are you know are working hard at training and wondering whether or not they can find improvement in their times. 
So I think um, you're a really good example of someone who's putting in the work and um, going, looking to understand more about swimming and technique and, and training and, um, and going about it the right way. So um, you've done an awesome job so far and I know you're continuing to train hard and put in the, put in the effort. So thanks again for joining me on the podcast and I'll see you uh, around the pool sometime, I'm sure. Mate, we'll be seeing each other next Sunday week at Knox Grammar Pearl. We will. It's yeah, even even closer than I thought. <laughs> uh, so yeah, in, in about a week's time, mate, that'd be awesome. So thank you again, and um, we'll see you in uh, a bit over a week. Thanks, heaps, mate. It's been great. Thanks for joining us on the Effortless Swimming Podcast. To get transcriptions, bonus videos, and to be the first to hear about new episodes, go to swimmingpodcast.com.